talk to you something which is specific the Lord has put it in my heart so the question I want to ask you this morning don't we all look for better days ahead of us don't we all look for or don't we all have hope hoping for better days which are yet to come in our lives don't we all work hard to become better to settle down in this nation and to establish ourselves to bring them up bring up our children and to do something for god don't we all have the desire and hope in our lives for all the struggles that we went through in our lives don't we look for a better days that are ahead of us i know some of us are struggling for years together years together to settle down it has been a challenge since the time we immigrated to this nation i know some of us have been going through many difficult situation so this morning i just ask you this question don't you desire to have better days don't you desire to have are you not looking forward to have better days in your life in your family how long things can go on in this way and i've been praying lord you would open a door for such families and such people there is a hope there is such a hope in general in this world but this morning what is the hope of a child of god what is the hope of somebody who is living for god in order to have a better life on the face of this earth god's word promises better days that are ahead of us you know this morning as i speak i want you to hold on to those scriptures i want you to get hold of what god is trying to tell you this this morning and you are going to pray based on that the very famous scripture that we know from jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 reading from niv can you read together as we get that in the screen for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and future you know this morning how many of us are longing for that hope longing for 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 having that future that is blessed by god that prosperity with which we are blessed as we live on the face of this earth how many of us are longing for that that that, that blessed days in our lives god's promises to give us a better future David says in Psalm 27 verse 13 I would have lost hope can you read with me I would have lost my heart I would have lost hope unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living you know David was just one step ahead of us he is thinking about the land of the living the land where there is no death and he is saying that i would see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living i would see the goodness of the lord in the coming days in my life sometimes we feel that okay this scripture may be appropriate somebody who is about to die because he or she is about to get into the land of the living but you know what it's true for all of us god cannot just take us directly there god has to take us through the life that we are living on the face of this earth and i'm sure he has a better life for us i want you to believe this morning that he has a better future for you and for your family 
God is promising us better days that are ahead of us. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as the best is yet to come. Can you say that with me? The best is, little louder. Are you not happy that better is coming? The best is yet to come? The best is yet to come. I believe that, you know, from the bottom of my heart. I want you to believe that. The situation doesn't look so. Your life it doesn't really look so. The state that you are in, your position, your status, and whatever it may be, it doesn't really tell you that. It doesn't need to tell, in fact. Because God doesn't work in that way. God works when you believe. God works when you put your trust in God. God works when you follow Him. God works when you are depending on God. This morning, I want you to forget all the troubles that we have. All, the, all, all those things that are, you know, right now it's coming up in your head. And telling it's not going to work. It's not, it's not possible. I want you to put those things down. I want you to trust in God this morning. We trust a miracle-working God. This morning for our scripture, uh, for our sermon, we are going to just base our sermon on this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Can you just read the scripture word by word? But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God is saying, you haven't seen such thing in your life yet. God is saying, you haven't heard such things in your life yet. God is telling us such things have not even entered into your heart, not even entered into your mind. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you believe with me? Can I hear an amen this morning? I want you to better believe, you know, there's no other way. You need to believe there's no other way because God is a God who's going to take care of our future. Such are the things that God is going to do in our lives. But my concern was, how do I believe this? How can I trust in God? How do I materialize this? How do I put the scriptures in practically? And how things are going to happen, even though I walk by faith, not by sight, but things, you know, need to happen in my life. So I was questioning myself. I was questioning God. What are those reasons? Why do you say this, that it's going to happen in your life and my life? Lord, what are those different reasons? And I came out with three or four different reasons why this scripture is going to work. Why, how God is going to work through this scripture in our lives. Number one happened in the past can you say with me happened in the past i believe though i believe so because this scripture is going to work i have not seen eyes have not seen ears have not heard not even conceived in the heart of men what god had prepared for those who love god and i believe this scripture is going to work because it worked in the past it happened in the past in the life of Moses, I want to quote a couple of scripture examples. In the life of Moses, for the first 40 years, he had a good life, apparently good life in the palace. But second 40 years, it's, it was a misery. He had a miserable life in the wilderness. He lost all his hope in his life. And God was telling him the best is a come. Can you believe a shepherd boy, a shepherd man like Moses hidden in the wilderness? And God is appearing him and telling him, the best is yet to come. And it came. Through that man, God did wonders and miracles. God did many things. And God delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. If God could do that in the past, 
I'm sure he is able to do it in your life. What about Joseph? Was beaten up and thrown into the pit. Nobody wanted him. And later he became the prime minister of Egypt. Even in the very early age of his life. If God can do it for Joseph, I'm sure he can do it for you and me. What about Ruth? I was thinking about her. She was married to a foreign national. And unfortunately, she lost her husband in the very early age. There was so much of loss. She suffered death because she lost her husband. And there was a total emptiness. Now she decided to go along with her mother-in-law into a foreign land, into a new land. The best is yet to come. There she found Boaz. There she had a good life. You know, that's how our God works. God brings us to a point of time in our lives where we feel that we are totally helpless. We don't have any way that is open in front of us. And that's the time God promises you the best is yet to come. Maybe this morning. Maybe that time is this morning in your life. I do not know. But God is promising you the best is yet to come. What about the life of Jesus? Until the age of 30, he was known as the carpenter's son. Just, just an ordinary, just a cheap one. Oh, who is Jesus, that carpenter's son? Who's sitting at the side of the road? Who put a small shop at the side of the road? The carpenter's son was Jesus. That's how he was known. But at the age of 30, when he took baptism and he stepped into ministry during the three and a half hours, sorry, three and a half years, God did wonders. The purpose of the Son of God coming into this world was accomplished during that three and a half years. He is an amazing God. This morning, I want you to, want you to listen to me. I want to I help you to encourage your faith, bring up your faith this morning, that God will bring better days in your lives because he did that in the past. It happened to the children of Israel and many children of God in the past throughout the Bible. Secondly, the reason I believe why there are better days ahead of us. Why the best is yet to come? Secondly, I believe because it's happening today. Can you say it's happening? It's happening today. I can talk about, talk about only my life and you know about your life. I want you to think this morning, what is happening in your life? Is there anything good that is coming up that is bringing forth in your life? Do you see anything, foresee anything that's coming up in your life? I can talk about my life. When I was in my teens and in my youth, I could minister to God, minister to people. And I saw God was using me in the power ministry to deliver people. I remember those days they were casting out demons and praying for the sick and all those kind of things in my teens and in my youth days, younger days. But I believed that the, that the best is yet to come during those days. And after that, 21 years of corporate experience, working in corporates, after working 20, during the 21 years, and I was just partially part-time serving the Lord. But I believe throughout, the best days are yet to come. The best days are yet to come in my life. During the last 10 years in the ministry, God used me in the teaching ministry to teach and bring up people in the ways of God. I would say more than everything, God used me as a stepping stone for people to come and settle down in this nation. For many families, many families, we are so thankful to God for that opportunity. But I was asking God, we were asking God, the best is it to come. What is the best? 
since the beginning of last year God started using me in a different way I say things are changing in my life right now I mean I can talk about my life I'm not trying to brag about my life but then I know I want to just bring that what what, what I'm going through right now I want you to know so during last year during this year from the beginning of this year I've been having an opportunity to meet different kinds of people so right now every week I'm meeting with four Hindu friends on a different forum I get an opportunity to talk to them listen to them and share them many different things in, in a different forum couple of my classmates you will wonder couple of my ex-colleagues ministers of God they're all part of this forum where I could spend time with them when I people when people say that when they tell this to me when people tell me this this is what I was looking for what you're talking about right now this is what I was looking for exact words you should have told me this to do this 15 years before I would have been in a better position you should have told me to do this 15 years before where were you 10 years before my life would have been much better today you know when people talk to me in this way when people tell me I look at God are these the better days are these the, the, the days that you talked about can you mentor me can you teach me can you coach me every week when people talk to me I tend to think am I living in a better day certainly better day I'm still looking forward for the best to come no prophet has honor in this home in his hometown right the words of Jesus correct but when I see when people are in need when I hear this I certainly believe that the best is it to come if that is true with me I'm sure it is true with you God is doing something better in your life probably you're not taking time to think about it what is the good thing that God has done compared to last few weeks few months few years can you write those things down what God is doing you will realize God is doing better things in your life there may be things which are not materializing things which are not happening that's possible but I want you to think about what God is doing in your life if you realize what God is doing things which are becoming better in your life you will look forward for things to become much better in your life secondly we believe that best days are yet to come in our lives because it is happening today because it is happening today you know the way it happens I want you to understand this morning before rain comes we see a thick clouds clouds come from different directions and they form together a thick cloud and that is an indication that rain is coming I'm not talking about the last week's weather forecast no I no, no not at all not talking about that I'm talking about when clouds they come together we are sure that it's going to rain you know that's how God works in our lives God tries to put things pieces from here and there try to put everything together and bring up everything together in your life it may be a place that you are you may be moving or you would have moved or the people that whom with you interact it's many different factors which at times we don't know when God put all this together don't you feel that the best is coming the best is coming number three reason why we believe that best is yet to come the conditions 
they tell me that it's possible. The conditions that they tell me it is possible. No ISFC, no US heard, no heart have conceived it. But the conditions for that to happen, that condition tells me it's possible. You will get, get to know in a moment. Let's read 1 Corinthians 2.9 again. But as it is written, I has not seen, read with me, nor ear, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. What is the condition there? Those who love him. So it's going to happen to those who love God. One more scripture, very familiar scripture, Romans 8, 28. And we know, can you read with me louder? And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Again, those who love and those who are called according to his purpose. You know, God has a special blessing for those who love him. The days are going to become better and the best days are to come for those who love God. We are not talking about the noun love. We are talking about the verb love. Do you know the difference? We are not talking about the noun love. We are talking about the verb love. Doing it. Showing the love. You know, what, what do we do when if someone loves us or if you love somebody? Do you love anybody, by the way? Okay, better. Better love somebody. So what do we do when we love somebody? We try to, can I hear somebody, something from them, from you? What do we do when you love somebody? We care for them. I mean, those words will come out from the really those who are loved are those who love, okay. <laughs> care for them. Serve them. Okay, make sure that it's all done, right? Uh, let me know. <laughs> Serve them, and then what? We pray for them. Good. What else? Not much love looks like. Support them. Spend time with them. Excellent. Yeah. Talk to them. Talk to them. Respect them. Good. Wow. Bless them. Right? Good. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. So we try to do many things if we love somebody. We try to please them. We try to do the things they say. Before even they say, we are there, right there, right? I mean, I, 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 I don't want you to think about the time now. I want you to think about the day when you got married, the first year of the marriage, right? Before even they ask, it's already done. It's already done. So we do everything to please them. We do everything by our best to spend time with them. Don't we do all these things? Just simply because we love them. That's the love we are talking about. God wants that kind of love. God wants exactly the same kind of love for us to show to him by doing things. Not just saying that I love you, God. That doesn't really mean anything. But by doing love. By doing love, by doing, by loving God, God wants us to show the love for such people, those who love the Lord. What God will do? God will bring those things into our future. I want you to love the Lord. You know, many times we are tired, we are sick, you know, we are, we, 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 we just, you know, go back, we withdraw, we do all these things, but never stop loving God. Never stop loving God. Just love Him. 
just love him even though we don't do many things outwardly just love him from the bottom of your heart secondly another condition that tells me that best days are yet to come won't read from John chapter 14 verse 12 can you read with me most assuredly read, read along with me I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father the words of Jesus Jesus told to the disciples before he was taken up into the heaven he said most assuredly I say to you what is the condition there those who believe first we saw love and secondly those who believe what do they do they will do greater works than Jesus did now you're saying what are you taking talking about pastor I'm even having trouble to do my own things and you're saying that you will do greater things than Jesus I mean there's a better way to understand the scripture I'll help you here Jesus is telling if you believe the best is yet to come in your life if you believe the best is yet to come in your life the greater works not only performing miracles God is Jesus is talking about it reaching out to those people those who are in need those who are need to be saved those lives need to be touched Jesus is talking about that when Jesus ministered he healed those people he saw him I want you to come with me Jesus touched and healed and saved those people those who cried out to God the reason was it was happening right there in that circumference where Jesus was because this and people were getting saved coming to know about Jesus and getting baptized all these were happening around the surrounding area in Galilee and in Jerusalem and all those areas the reason was that was not the great thing the great thing is what is happening today and Jesus is talking about these days the reason was the Savior was there but salvation was not there are you with me the Savior was there walking there in the streets but salvation was not given yet because the sacrifice the penalty was not paid yet. and Jesus was talking about those days which are coming when the sacrifice is made and the penalty is paid and now you will do greater things salvation need not be just in that area it's worldwide it can be anywhere and people were getting healed only at that location because the healer was there but the healing was not given yet the healer was there but the healing he for healing to happen Jesus had to die, die at the cross and because by his stripes only healing can come in your life and in my life so Jesus is talking about those days that you are going to do greater work than what I did today we want to thank God salvation is freely given healing is freely given and the reason I believe I want you to believe that when you believe God can use you when you believe God can use you to bless many lives and we are looking forward to the better days don't you have a desire that through you God should do something in, in somebody's life we all have the desire we all want to do something for God we all want to do something for God and I'm sure God will do it God will do it for those who believe the best days are yet to come but we need to believe believe in God that he will use you I want to just leave a couple of guidelines here you don't need somebody's anointing to be used by God you don't need someone else anointing to be used by God that's not biblical 
It was there in the Old Testament days. But when the Spirit of God was poured upon the church, it's for everybody. You don't need to line up in queue to be touched by a minister of God to impart that anointing in your life. It's given by the Spirit of God. You need the purest spirit, the Holy Spirit, to come in your life. Tap into that resource. If I lay my hands, I know what I'm going through in my life. I know what are the flaws I have in my life. I'm not saying that don't believe anybody. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm giving a guideline. Tap it from the right source. Tap it from the right source. Close all the doors. Close all the doors and wait on him. Believe in him. Learn and discipline your life and you'll see God using you. You'll see God using you. Let's move further. Thirdly, there is another, another reason I believe it's possible. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. Then he said to them, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. A greater promotion, a greater level just Jesus is talking about. They were just catching fish, but now Jesus is telling them, I will start using you. You will be used in my kingdom, but you need to follow me. Today, if we love God, if we believe in him, and if we follow God, the best days are yet to come in our lives. If you follow him, follow again only Jesus. Couple of suggestions here. Stop following people. Stop following ministries. Stop following ministers of God. Last week, I had a minister of God talking to me spending time with me around two hours from Dubai. Ask me, brother, I'm very in a very critical situation. He's a minister there. I'm in a very critical situation. Give me an answer now before I end this call. I need an answer from you. I face terrible failure in my ministry and my family is falling apart. I want your help. Can you answer my question? And he said, that really broke my heart. Prophecy after prophecy came to me. Since many years, God saying that God is going to use me. In fact, God was going to use me to raise people from dead. That was a prophecy. Not just one prophet, many prophets have spoken in my life. And people said, prophesied over my life saying that Dubai is going to be a hub for your ministry to expand internationally to all the nations. This is not told today. It was told many years before. And even today, he said, senior, elderly senior pastors from Kerala, they call me and prophesy over me, saying that I'm seeing you doing this, God using you in this way, and this is happening in your ministry. And they speak all these things. I don't even ask for that, but I get those calls. Because they say, God is directing me to call you. But I'm a failure. Nothing is happening. Please tell me. Why? I told him you are sitting in front of the right person now. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I told him exactly this. Close your ears for people. Open your ear for God. He told nobody told me that. Nobody told me that in my life. 
And I said, listen to what God is, listen to what God wants you to do. Not what people want you to do. I also told him, I worked with many prophets. Most of the time, 50% of the prophecy is good. It fulfills, it, it, it is right. Another 50%, it's not right. I speak to them, why it happens, he say, they say that there's a little bit of human involvement. I know that person earlier. I heard what she's going through. I just mixed it up a little bit. Prophecy still works even today. But what I suggest is, I want you to, and I told him, let me finish this, all these promises are already in the Bible. Can you tell me one thing they told you which is not written in the Word of God, in the prophetic book of the Word of God? Tell me one thing. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Mark chapter 16, verses 17 to 18. Don't you see all these things, what they told you? It's all already there. You don't need to go to a prophet to listen to this. You don't need to go. That can come true when you are ready. Whatever they spoke in your life, it's all true. But that can come true only when you are ready. Only when you obey, only when you learn, only when you prepare yourself, only when you keep yourself, God cannot bring those blessings, those gifts, those treasures and give it to somebody who is not eligible to handle it. Did anybody tell you that? No. It doesn't come true because it is spoken. You need to get ready. You need to prepare. The reason I'm telling you is follow God. Follow God. It all sounds so good. But you know what? God had to do it through people like a broken life like you and me. And that takes so, so much, so much. Unless we yield our lives, unless we discipline our lives, nothing is going to happen. It all sounds so good. But if God had to do it through your life, we need to come under the subjection and the leadership of Lordship, Lordship of Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful scripture, John chapter 10, verse 27. The best scripture in the word of God. Can you read with me? My sheep, hear my voice. Not a human voice. Why did Jesus say this? My sheep, hear my voice. And I know them. Another human doesn't know you. Only your shepherd knows you. Who is that shepherd? Jesus. There cannot be another shepherd in the New Testament church than Jesus Christ. Even though there, is, there are pastors and shepherds and all other kind of people and bishops and you know all the leaders and everybody. But he is the true shepherd. He is the only one who gave life for you. Nobody else. I know them. Not another human. Human doesn't know. Let's continue reading. Only your shepherd knows. I mean those bracket things are in my own words. And they follow me. Can you read with me? They follow me. They follow whom? Jesus. They don't follow human God. Are you with me? They don't follow human God. Can you read the scripture again? Beautiful scripture. John chapter 10 verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, not a human voice. And I know them. Jesus is telling, I know them. Not another human. He doesn't know you. How can he know you? Even with your very own husband, your very own wife, your very own children, they may not know you. Another human can never know you. God knows you. God can speak through another human. But I want you to follow God. I want you to listen to God, what he says. If God can speak to that prophet, if God can speak to that pastor, if God can speak to that evangelist, God can speak to you. You have the same anointing. It's not different. It's the same anointing. The same gifts of the Holy Spirit is there. Someone who knows how to use this, 
but we are always to be used. We, we, we are always under somebody who really makes use of us. And this morning, the Word of God is teaching us very clearly, listen, my sheep hear my voice, Jesus' voice, and I know them well, nobody else know, and they follow me. They don't follow a human God, but they follow Jesus. And this morning, I believe, if I follow Christ, the best is yet to come. Can you say the best is yet to come? Finally, number four reason, why do I believe that the best is yet to come? We are always work in progress. Can you say work in progress? So it's getting better day by day. That's what work in progress. Some of you worked in manufacturing industry, you know, when the process, processes are just starting, it's just a raw material. It's just a block of wood or it's, a, it's just a block of iron. There is nothing, no shape, nothing is there. But then it is taken through a process. When you are work in progress, day by day we are getting better. That promises me, that tells me, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, and no, it's not even conceived in the hearts of men. The things that God has planned for those who love him. I believe God has planned greater things in my life, in your life, because we are working progress. Can you read another scripture? Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Being confident, can you read with me? Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The work that Jesus has started in your life and my life, it's continuing now. And we want to see that blessings of God materially, spiritually, you know, emotionally, in all the areas of our life, we want to be blessed by God. Then only we can be used by God. And we need to understand that we are the work in progress. Good work God has already started and he is taking us through different trials and temptations. He is shaping us, he is making us as silver or gold is taken through the furnace. God is taking us through different situations and different experiences. And as we are taken through those tunnels, trials and temptations, one thing that you need to make sure is remember that you are a work in progress. You need to become better, not go down. You need to become better day by day. How do I improve? How do I improve? There are five things I want to tell you right now. If, if you want, you can just note it down. Five things that you need to do in order to improve. You know, when you take a step, God will cooperate with you. When you take a step of improving your life, coming up in your life, God will help you. How do we improve? Number one, never stop believing. Can you say with me? Never stop believing. Always believe because it's possible only by Everything will work in our lives only if we believe. And God wants us to believe. Never stop believing, number one. Number two, never stop praying. Never stop praying. You know, sometimes when we are weak, when we are sick, when things are not go getting well, not going well, what gets stopped first? Prayer. We say, I'm done with this. Now, I'm not going to pray. Because I prayed to God, God didn't. Give me. That's not the right attitude. What is the right attitude? Never stop praying. Number three, never stop learning. Never stop learning the word of God. Never stop learning any useful resource, any books. Don't stop learning your textbook. If you're in the school, if you stop learning your textbook, you will? You will? Fine. If you say that I will read, my children will read only Bible. They don't study any other textbook. What will happen? Your children will fail. 
never stop studying, never stop learning. Number four, never stop changing. God is telling us, just remove that stubbornness from you. Remove that stubbornness from you, that thing that you don't want to change. I mean, I have that. We all have that. But we can become better when we remove, never stop changing when we remove that stubbornness. Something which is against change in our lives, remove that. Number five, never stop serving. Never stop serving. In whatever possible way God is giving you opportunity, serve. Serving people is serving God most of the time if you do it in the right, if you do the right service. So five different things. Can you tell that with me? Number one, never stop believing. Never stop praying. Never stop learning. Never stop changing. Never stop serving. We are still work in progress. I want to close with this sermon with this illustration. An elderly woman was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And she was given just only three months for survival. So one day, as the days are approaching, she called her pastor to home. And because she wanted to discuss the final arrangements with the pastor's pastor. So she told him exactly which song to be sung in the funeral and which scripture to be read in the funeral and what outfit this elderly woman should have during funeral when she was about to be buried. Everything was discussed. And finally, pastor asked, do you have anything else? She said, one more thing, sir. And the pastor asked, what is that? And she said, I want to be buried with a fork in my hand. What? A fork in my hand. I want to be buried with a fork in my hand. The pastor was surprised. And then the woman explained, in all my days of attending the social gatherings in the church, in all the potlucks gathering I used to have, I always remember that when some dishes of the main courses are removed, someone always stand up and tell, hold on to your fork. What is that? Hold on to your fork. And the moment he says that, I know for sure something else is coming. Maybe a velvet chocolate or maybe a you know, deep dish pie. Something is coming and that's the reason he's telling to hold on to that fork. And she asked, she said, I want people to see me in my casket holding on to that fork in my hand. And again, the pastor asked, what is that fork? And she said, pastor, this is what I want you to tell to the people. People will ask the same question. Why this fork is far? And tell them that she's holding on to the fork because the best is yet to come. Can you say that with me? The best is yet to come. Pastor's eyes were filled with tears of joy as the woman was saying goodbye to him. And he realized that she had a much better grip of heaven than even he did at that point of time. Because she knew that something is coming. Something is coming. At the funeral when people asked him why she is holding the fork, the pastor told them of the conversation that she had, he had with the elderly woman. And he said, 
She's holding on to that fork because the best is yet to come. By the time she closed her eyes on the face of this earth, she would have opened her eyes in the presence of God. Shall we all arise this morning? The best is yet to come. As I summarize, I believe certainly the best is yet to come. I want you to believe this morning the best is yet to come. It happened in the past. And it is happening today. The conditions to realize better things in our lives, they are possible. We want to love. We need to love God. We need to believe in Him. And we need to follow Him. Those things are possible in my life. So I believe that best is yet to come in my life. And I am still a work in progress in the hands of God. I should be believing. I should be praying. I should be learning. And I should be willing to change. And I should be serving. And I know for sure I can do all these things. And if I do all these things, the best is it to come in my life. Shall we close our eyes this morning as we stand together?